Red Sky Studios in Alston, Massachusetts. And apparently not everybody is a fan of the little stinger music at the beginning of these Westwood Living podcasts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jay Risha to the show. Hi, Tom. Yeah, How are the, you today? I think the quote was, that's cheesy music, but it's all right. A little bit, a little bit, but um, we could we can get over it. I mean, we have other things to worry about today. Tom Brady has retired, and I have to figure out whether he means it this time or not. You know? I think he does. He was so sincere, a little teary there on the beach. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know uh, what's going to happen. Uh, Brett Favre did this three, four times, Michael Jordan. So <laughs> as a sports fan uh, or, or, or rock and rollers who tour into their 70s, you know, you just don't know. What are we to believe, right? What are we to believe? Well, it's great to have you here. And more importantly, I truly appreciate from the outset you being a part of this Westwood Living family. It was approaching about a year ago that we sat downstairs in your basement and walked through what the vision is. And you committed to writing a monthly column. And I love that, but it's something that you had done previously. So get people up to speed as you know they get familiar with Westward, which is your monthly <laughs> column in Westwood Living. It's something that you've done for quite a long time. I did do it a while ago. Uh, you have to go back to 2010. I wrote for the Westwood Press when there was still a print edition every week. I wrote weekly there for uh, three or four years. Uh, writing for me has always been uh, a hobby. It's not my, uh, not my life's work. It's more of my life's hobby. And uh, I have a lot of fun with it. And as a Westwood guy, living in Westwood my whole life, I guess I'm a little qualified to, to comment, uh, sometimes in a funny and sometimes not so funny way, about what's happening in town. Class of 1993, it, you may be recognizing the voice, because if you go to the football games and many <laughs> other sporting events around Westwood, this is the golden voice that you hear from the PA booth. <laughs> that goes back now decades. That also goes back uh, to that same year. 1993 would be the first year I, I got roped into uh, doing the football games up there in the broadcast booth, and uh, somehow I, I've never left. And <laughs> and now I, my own kids, I've got one in high school, and I'm doing basketball games, and I'm doing soccer games and other games. So uh, that's a lot of fun. It's it's I, I think it's an extension of the, the same hobby of, of sort of enjoying the town and, and trying to help out. What I personally enjoy about having a regular contributor is that you see – an evolution of your style a bit. Uh, and I like the quirkiness that comes with it because, listen, all of us in life are going to have months where you hit with a certain audience and you don't hit with another. And I think that's the point of a columnist because when people are talking about what you write, that's the number one goal. You want to spur conversation, and I do think you do that with your observations, and in my opinion, a very artistic and fun, quirky way. Thank you. That's nice to hear. Uh, that is a stated or an unstated goal. I, I don't know, but it is something in my mind. I was inspired when I was younger by uh, very funny columnists such as a Dave Barry uh, or great sports writers uh, like a Rick Riley, somebody like that. Those guys, the way they wrote, the way that it sounded like they were talking to you. I've heard from just a few people that and I consider it the highest compliment of when they say, you know, when I read you, it sounds like you're talking to me. It sounds like we're in a bar having yeah. a conversation about this topic. And whether it's a good topic or a bad one, I, I do feel like I'm communicating with, with people and, uh, and sharing what I'm thinking about it. One of the best conversations that we've had was our initial reaction to your column that you wrote about the construction of the new school. And it was really a, a larger discussion about where do we really want to go with this publication? Do we want to be super sharp? Do we want to be a little bit over the top, filled with critique? And 
I'm cool living in Massachusetts, taking things a little bit further than maybe some of these other publications around North America do. Let's bring people a little bit inside that conversation because you were sharp in your criticism of some residents in that specific column. But again, to your point, I experienced people talking about that column. And you don't want to anger people per se, but when you're (laughs) engaging them in an important topic such as that one with the perspective that you brought, which was important. So maybe couch it a little bit that way, too, with some of the perspective regarding that topic. I do think it's important to have some numbers, some information there. If you're going to take a stand the way I did, if you're going to say, listen, I disagree with you. You can't complain about these trees that were taken down or this acreage in the context of the larger bowl of what we've done in town and how many acres we have and all of this and that. So I, I know that we spoke of it. I know we, we we went back and forth a little bit with some of the actual choices of words because it's true. You want to get people talking, even get them emotional. I don't want people to walk away and say, I, boy, I hate that Tom Lydon and his magazine and those guys writing. I'm never reading this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you don't want to go to that to that point. But it was thought-provoking. What kind of feedback did you get? When people read that one specifically, I I got a mixture of of praise and uh, what is the expression? Damned with faint praise. I heard from a few people who said, "Boy, you were brave to write that," and that is not saying I loved it. Right. That's their nice. <laughs> that way is, of that is a, yes. That is Maybe a way not. of saying uh, I disagree, but I appreciate the way you did it. And if you've seen me on Facebook or on message boards or in any conversation I'll have with people, I'll tell you that. I believe people should be building bridges and not burning them down when they talk to each other. We can disagree, but we can still have the conversation without ending it and, and saying, oh, yeah, well, I hate you. Click. You know. True. Good point. And then you follow it up, whether it was the next month or two months later, with just an epic end of year poem and an ode to Westwood, which really, to me, spoke to your knowledge. Because I'm looking at things in here like, wow, this is just decades of the embedded knowledge of this town. And that's what I don't have. You know, I've been here eight years. You've been here however old you are. So <laughs> that's what I value. And I hope that's what people value when they read your stuff because you do have such a great history of, of knowledge and you've seen it come from what it was to what it is. So let me take you there. What was it? Growing up as a teenager, going through the high school, what was Westwood then in the 80s and early 90s? It was a little smaller, It was, but it was not the small town that people talk about. When people say Westwood, post-war, uh, dairy town, 1940s, 1950s, the, there's a generation older than us that remembers that Westwood, and, and I'm not old enough to be part of that generation. I was the next one that came along, but Westwood was still pretty small. There were no red lights in the center of town. Now there are three in a row, and there are more restaurants. There are more stores. There is more of everything. The sense of community is still there. The churches, the community groups, the library, the places where we gather. And that stuff doesn't change. And that's I hope that doesn't change in the future either. I want us to, to grow, but I, I don't want us to be a big city either. So having gone through the school system yourself, now to be a parent of two kids, one in high school, one approaching, how's that opened your eyes or changed your opinion of the community we live in? Well, it makes me a hypocrite. <laughs> Because I, no, I'm just kidding. It, it does, um, it opens my eyes in the sense of uh, I see them doing the same things that we did. And some of them are the same and some of them are different. And you're going through this too because uh, your girls are a very similar age uh, as my oldest. And that is, in fact, how we met through, through coaching softball. 
seeing them go down the same uh, steps that I took. Some are the same and some are not, and, and that's good. I don't want them to live my life over again, and, and the town isn't the same as it was, and technology's changed the whole game. They don't call each other on the phone on Friday night. They just sit on their phone texting with each other and TikToking. <laughs> it is wild. While we have a moment and people's attention, will you tell the story of your 1999 All-Star Game experience at Fenway Park, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good one. That was actually took place at the Home Run Derby. Now, I was lucky enough to uh, attend both the Home Run Derby and then the All-Star Game the next day. I'm in my mid-20s, so that was a, a fun time of life. So the story goes like this. The, the quicker version is I'm at the Home Run Derby, and I went to use the men's room, and I found myself standing in between Hall of Famers Dennis Eckersley and Raleigh Fingers. And if you know baseball, you know what, what position they played, pitcher, and what they what they accomplished. So anyway, I was I, I don't get very starstruck very frequently, but I did think to myself, my goodness, look at look at this guy on my left and on my right. And uh, at, at some point, I I blurted out, "Wow, talk about relief <laughs> for, for these two of the greatest relief pitchers in history." And uh, all I can tell you is Eckersley laughed, and uh, Mr. Fingers did not. Okay. All right. Well, you know, no, no surprise me you consider the personalities involved there. One of the things we've talked about is how when you see the covers come out, you're like, oh, I know that person. Or, oh, I, I'd like to know more about that person. And I think that that is the essence of what we're trying to accomplish here. We want someone to see somebody they know and want to read their story or see somebody they don't know on the cover and want to read their story. That's the point of the magnetism. What's been your reaction to the stories that we've featured on the cover? I really enjoyed reading the magazine each week and getting to know a few people that I haven't, but you are correct. Uh, there are connections that I've already had to some of the people who have been in it. I think of uh, Mrs. Schwartz, uh, Janet Schwartz. I consider her Mrs. Schwartz because my, my oldest had her for kindergarten. I think of uh, going to high school with Scott Blumquist, and my kid is now babysitting for Dr. Chase's kids, and uh, Brian Clinton is, an, is another friend of mine from softball. So. It's nice to be connected to people. Uh, it's nice to know a lot of people. I, I consider myself as having a big network of people in town, and, and uh, I'm proud of that. And uh, There are a lot of good people in our town, and it is good people that, that, that make this magic happen. I'd like to see some more interaction with you, and we may have to figure out a way to flush that out. You know, Maybe you react to some of the emails that you got and answer some questions or comments, and that's part of the growth process here and, and what's going to work and what's not going to work. But for people to interact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? My email is jresha at comcast.net, J-A-Y-R-E-S-H-A. I write that in, in the tagline at the end of the column every month. So I'm happy to receive emails. I certainly have received some and I look forward to hearing from others. And Tom, you're correct. There there may be a time and, and maybe it'll be the next time I write something uh, about the... Uh, the new school construction project and the trees, when I get that many emails again, maybe we'll have a column just about answering them. Maybe not. Yeah, if you have writer's block, you could always go to the email box and just do a <laughs> mailbag, right? I could, I could, and I and I have columns from the past that uh, I think about that, how is my perspective different 15 years later or 14 years, or, or let's do the math, but if, if I've written something at age 34 and uh, now at 47, uh, I've looked at them and I say, wow, do I still feel that way about some of those issues? And, and I don't always. Right. I can imagine. Life changes and our perspective changes right along with it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your commitment, for 
your support, and for your contributions. Because it takes contributions from people like you and others in our community that, frankly, we probably haven't even met yet, right? As we continue to grow and build our own brand with Westwood Living, we're hopeful that more people will see it, the light bulb will go off over their head, and they'll say, maybe I can contribute a column too every month. And if we can get cooking that way, now we're really building community, right? For sure. Bringing people together through what you do is the goal, Tom. Thank you for what you do, and I'm happy to be a little cog in, in this big, bigger wheel. That's how I've always felt about it. As always, you can go to westwood-living.com to sort of learn more about what we are doing. If you have ideas of people that we could speak with here over the course of the next few weeks and months, just get in touch with us. I'm at tleiden at bestversionmedia.com or just you know send me a message through the website. And Jay, I'm happy to tell you that I'm going to wrap up this podcast with one more cheesy music bed. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess we'll have to endure it. 